the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, and the fellowship of the saints be with you all. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Practice Resurrection. It's good to be with you all in this way. My name is Stephen Birkenpass, and I'm the lead pastor at Living Hope Christian Reformed Church. And my name is Jay Jansen. I'm the pastoral elder at Highland Community Church. Welcome to the fourth in our series of Lenten Reflections on the Last Seven Words of Jesus. As we pray, read scripture, and engage with some exercises together, we trust that we'll find ourselves image bearers of God who are more fully alive human beings. We encourage you to have at hand the liturgy that accompanies this recording. Download the PDF file or navigate to it on your device, or print off a hard copy. I also invite you to light a candle as a sign that God is present with you in spirit. If you're with kids, maybe let them do the honors. In the silence that follows, go ahead and pause your playback device to gather those things. When you're ready, press play and we'll continue. Now that you're all set, let's gather ourselves and greet Emmanuel, the God who is always present to us, with this song. Take a moment to draw your awareness to your ears, your listening. Through our ears, we hear many different things, yet our minds often only focus on one or two of those things. Take a moment in the next few seconds of silence to pause, maybe even pause the audio and listen. What other sounds are happening around you right now that you did not hear before? In today's passage, Jesus speaks of being forsaken. This is central to our understanding of the cross. Jesus, who being one in the Trinity enjoys perfect communion with God, yet here experiences forsakenness and distance. This is considered by some to be the deepest anguish of the cross. It is not simply the physical pain, but the deep agony of feeling abandoned. Yet, embedded into Jesus' words 
is a strand of hope that not everybody surrounding the cross could hear. It takes a discerning ear steeped in the Psalms to hear this hope. As you listen, I encourage you to place yourself in the scene. Imagine the darkness coming over the land. Imagine feeling the dirt underneath your feet. Imagine doing the exercise we just did, listening with our ears to all the different whisperings, the mockery, the tears. As you picture where Jesus is, how do his words impact you? From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. In the silence that follows, pause your playback device and take a few moments to let the Word of God sink in. Let the Spirit draw your attention to certain words, images, thoughts, and feelings. Two weeks ago, I became a dad. In the months of preparation for labor, I was assigned the role of birth partner. I was told that even though I'm not doing the majority of the work, my presence could actually be very helpful. I was given little tasks to do, like speaking to my wife, encouraging her with words, helping her in breathing exercises. These tasks feel small, but they can be a valuable part of the experience. A line that stuck out to me when I was being coached in this was that there's a difference between pain and suffering. They said that it was inevitable that pain would be part of the process, but the presence of another person can help alleviate some of the suffering. Having someone with them helps give a context. It brings comfort to the person, brings them greater ease in a time where things feel chaotic. Here, Jesus cries out words of being alone in the midst of pain. To be forsaken is to experience abandonment. In our passage, we're given a window into the depth of the self-emptying of Jesus. The church has long looked at this moment as an affirmation that our God has indeed embraced the whole of the human life, not just enduring the pain of the cross, but the suffering of forsakenness. But there is more to the words than what first meets the eye. As people heard these words, some heard Jesus calling for Elijah. They hear words that Jesus speaks, but they don't hear the depths of the words that this signals. For those steeped in God's word and the Psalms, they would have heard the first words of Psalm 22. We're going to read the first few lines of Psalm 22 from two different readers. In the two different voices, listen to the mix of forsakenness from the first person 
and the words of hope in the other. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our ancestors trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not human, scorned by others and despised by the people. All who see me mock at me. They make mouths at me. They shake their heads. Commit your cause to the Lord. Let him deliver. Let him rescue the one in whom he delights. Yet it was you who took me from the womb. You kept me safe on my mother's breast. On you I was cast from my birth. And since my mother bore me, you have been my God. When Jesus opens with the words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is reciting a song that would have been well known to him. If I speak the words, Jesus loves me, this I know, but don't finish a line, most people listening will make the connection, for the Bible tells me so. Here, Jesus opens with the first line from Psalm 22 and brings people to dwell on that tension of being forsaken, yet somehow also it brings this hope for trusting in God. This gives an example of how listening deeply can reveal a deeper truth. With our ears, we could hear, like the people surrounding Jesus, that he's calling on a long-gone prophet. Or we can hear the words that place Jesus into a bigger story, words that anticipate God's saving work that shows up in the next few verses. As we reflect on this, here are some things that you can practice with a family member or someone in your household. Have someone speak in your ear, then have them stand far off, maybe in another room, and say the same thing to you, but in a way that you can still hear them. What changes do you notice? How does the near experience feel different or the same from the far experience? With that in mind, can you share a story of a time where you've known God's nearness? What about a time when God has felt far away? Have you ever struggled with the distance between what you know is true from your faith and what feels true in your circumstances? Have you ever felt forsaken by God, who we believe is always near? How did or how do you manage that difference? Think about this past day. What do you hear the most? What do you listen to the most? What do the noises or voices say? Do they leave you feeling forsaken? Or are they life-giving? Do you think that God might have been communicating to you at some point? What might you do or stop doing 
in order to tune your ears more to God. Has there ever been a time where you felt you weren't heard? What did people do or not do to tune you out? Has there ever been a time where you really felt listened to? What happened that made you feel this way? Is there someone who comes to mind that could use a listening ear? How can you be with others in their suffering? Take some time to consider what you can do this week to be present with people who are having a challenging moment, day, or time in their life, hearing what they have to say. Thanks for joining us. We trust that you will find yourself more fully alive in the image of Jesus as you practice resurrection in the week to come. Before we go, please pray the following words with me. O Christ, by praying for those who crucified you, you lead us to forgive without counting the cost. O Christ, by opening paradise to the repentant thief, you awaken hope in us. O Christ, by remaining faithful until death, 
you show us the road to greater love. O Christ, by taking the burden of sin upon yourself, you revealed to us the way of generosity. O Christ, come and help our weak faith. O Christ, create a pure heart in us, renew and strengthen our spirit. O Christ, your word is near. May it live within us that we might live in you. Amen. To him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you before his glorious presence without fault, and with great joy. To him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only god our savior be glory majesty power and authority through jesus christ our lord before all ages and now and forevermore 